0: Hello and welcome to every horror movie on Netflix, the show where we watch, review, discuss, sometimes argue about, and review... I said review. You said
1: review. Yeah, but
0: we do it with every horror movie on Netflix. Sometimes we review
1: them twice in the same episode. I mean,
0: sometimes we do. Sometimes our, our it's worth repeating. Recommendations change. So as always, uh, I'm I'm here. I'm Chris, and as always, Patrick's here. Hello, and Steven's here. Hola, and we have a special guest today. A very special guest, Gregory C. Allen.
2: You've Woo. heard of this man before.
0: Say hi. Hello friend and fan of the show and fan and contributor
1: someone
2: just threw panties in into the window of the studio here i don't know what that was about yeah greg sorry it's your groupies yeah it's uh, they're
3: all outside i told them there was no room in the apartment so they're all just out in the street they're in the back of a pickup truck that they converted to a like a hot tub (laughs) so he's
0: a man who's a got a reputation that precedes him we know him best as the guy who gave us our beautiful horror
2: director prince and he gave us the spoiler room, which we never gave him credit for. Yeah,
0: we never gave him credit. He
2: named him. the spoiler he room. He
0: named the spoiler room. The he spoiler room. It
2: built it by hand. Yeah. I did.
3: It, <laughs> it was, very, it was a lot fella. of work. The chains were heavy, <laughs> and I called. I called you guys out on a, when we were recording. Was that Thor?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guessed it on Greg's podcast this this week, and. You you plugged every horror movie on Netflix, mm-hmm. and thank you for that. And then you also called us out for never thanking you for the spoiler room. So I wanted to make sure that happened. <laughs> well, here we We've as made amends. Have possible. we not? You no. Know. I
3: was mostly mad at Chris. You guys are fine.
2: Oh, okay. So yeah,
3: <laughs> Greg. Uh, Greg is, has his own little podcast project. Little project. Little project. Chris, thank you. It's called What a
0: Disaster. Little. It's not available yet. Oh, hey, we're all little, little podcasts <laughs>
3: here, man. I didn't mean any of all friends. our podcasts are as big as we want them to be. Um, so tell us a little bit about What a Disaster. So, uh similar to yours but not the same in that we are revu- reviewing reviewing disaster movies. Initially we had started with kind of a list from Wikipedia and we've since kind of moved to a format where we're bringing guests on and we let the guest pick the movie and if we don't feel like it's a disaster movie they have to sell us uh, we're going to watch it. But either way, but they have to tell us and sell us on it during the episode as to why they feel that it's a, da- a disaster. Has anybody picked anything kind of controversial
1: so far that might like not readily, apparently seem to be a disaster movie by conventional
3: standards? Titanic was as close as we got, okay. but I can definitely see why that was a disaster. And who suggested Titanic? Oh, oh I, I think it was uh, my friend Christopher Slatt. He's actually got a podcast, too, every horror movie on Netflix. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Yeah, we've all,
0: uh, we all have either guested on What a Disaster, or we are scheduled to guest in the near future
3: yeah i should have uh steven in a couple weeks here it sounds like the
0: southeast michigan movie podcast community is very incestuous
1: we need our own version of like
3: earwolf for monroe we should just start like a podcast network based on southeast michigan movie reviews well we're glad to have you Thanks.
0: and we're glad to be in the bees finally because we're going in alphabetical order, as always,
3: and we just cleared the A's, and now we're in the B's. Now
1: I know my A, B's. And that's right? actually... That's, that's how it goes.
3: I think it's I think it's now I know my numbers... Or no, special
2: characters, numbers, A's, B's. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, we started yeah. with special characters. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. I guess I should give us more credit. We, I we would have also forget really hashtag horror. It's been a long credit. time since those hashtags and brackets and all that shit.
0: And guys, I became aware of something, which I think I alluded to on the last show, but one of the reasons... I think it took us so long to get through the A's. Is it's actually a thing that distributors change the names of movies to give them titles that start with A and hope that they'll be early on the list of the VOD's picks and stuff like that when people are looking at On Demand. Yeah, well, I, I, the cynic
1: in me always suspected that. But. Well, think
0: about it. So we had American Poltergeist, which we were wondering what was going on with that title. It was originally The House of Lizzie Borden. American Poltergeist 2 was originally The Poltergeist of Borley Forest. Yeah. And I found out. In between recording last episode and tonight, that avalanche sharks was at one point snow sharks.
2: Ah,
3: I feel like avalanche sharks is a better name. Yeah, I mean I don't yeah. know how much avalanching they do, but it's definitely much cooler sounding than snow sharks.
2: I I probably would have been less sold on it in snow advance sharks? if it had been called snow sharks. Snow sharks kind of sounds like an
3: 80s ski movie. Yeah,
2: you know, like the sharks of the slope.
3: I, I mean, mean it, it is kind of the
1: sharks of the slope.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, don't I like if,
1: Avalanche Sharks better,
0: though. I don't know if this means anything for. Is it a conspiracy going forward? Like,
1: is the film industry trying to appeal to our, our show? Is that is that Maybe. what's going on? Here? I mean, it's
0: working, right? Like, They're definitely getting more attention, so the plan's working.
3: Yeah, they, they probably are trying to get it, their, their titles into the bees now. IFC Midnight, <laughs> especially. <laughs> yeah, well. They've the, got it in for us.
0: <laughs> so, this is another IFC Midnight movie we watched this week. We watched Backcountry. Which, one of the reasons Greg's here is because you watch this kind of on your own mm-hmm. for fun. And uh, then you said, hey fun, guys, but yeah. you, gotta watch, you gotta watch Backcountry. How did you come across Backcountry?
3: Uh, it came highly recommended from one of my wife's friends. She insisted that it's amazing and then we had to absolutely had to watch it. So, we, I think we went home even that night and, and fired it up. That's well, commitment. Well, yeah. would,
0: you, uh, would you like to explain the premise of Backcountry? For our listeners.
1: We it, make our guests do all of our work for okay, us. Okay, yeah. So
3: uh, in Backcountry, you have a man and his girlfriend who have decided they're... Well, he's decided they're going to go on a uh, secluded hike in a Canadian national forest. And the, the goal is to show her this beautiful trail that he grew up on. And he knows it like the back of his hand, absolutely loves it. And they head up there and uh, it does not necessarily go to plan. Yeah, that's it. There's uh, lots of little
0: woodsy horror going on maybe there was a little bit of a debate before we started recording about if this is
3: actually a horror movie i think it is i'm if you're scared of trees it's terrifying (laughs) i feel like it was sorry go ahead
2: uh, oh i was gonna say i feel like it wasn't intended as a horror movie it definitely fits in the horror category it's there's a lot of horror going on in it but i feel like the director didn't envision it as a horror movie per se when he put it together why do you think that because uh, it's based on a true. It is actually based on a true story. Although he took extreme did, liberties with the say, true story. Did you story. look up the true story? Yeah, yeah. I was wondering. My first note was liberties. what true story? Like that, all caps.
0: Yeah. Would it be too much spoilers to tell what the true story yeah, is? Yeah. Right let's
2: save the true story for the spoiler room because it's definitely it's something I'm, I'm I'm still kind of puzzled why they decided to put because I mean usually they throw the based on a true story on there in there and it's total bullshit but in this case there is very much like a news story that the director has cited in interviews that he based it on but it is weirdly far away from the, the plot of the movie
0: I Just, think I would have gotten more into the movie if there had been a title card at the beginning that said four million people go on walks in the woods
1: every <laughs> year <laughs> <laughs> You need
3: that, that exploitation title card yeah. Like 13 cameras? Yeah. (laughs) So many people are being surveilled in the woods. In
1: we Canada. have data. Don't ask us where it's from. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you mentioned that we should you know, not tell the true story to stave off spoilers. I think it's really worthwhile doing that for this movie. Sometimes these movies like Avalanche Sharks, like who cares how it ends. But this is a movie that pretty consistently subverts expectations all the way through. If you yeah. don't know what it's about going into it, there are quite a few surprises to be had here.
0: Now, a note sharks. on that, the Netflix description, when you hover over it on Netflix, depending on the app you're using it tells you what I think is maybe too much about the circumstances of the peril that the characters find themselves in. But I don't look at that ever because I think horror movies work better when you don't know what to expect. For example, if you see a movie and the description tells you it's a vampire movie and then you see vampire-esque stuff happening, you're like, okay, well, they're slowly revealing a vampire. If you don't know that it's a vampire movie and you see vampire-esque stuff, it's a little more unnerving to not really be able to
3: make sense of what's being seen. I like that concept, but at the same time, I always read the description because I don't want to... If I read a description that makes it seem like it's going to be some goofball weird thing, I'll probably just ignore it. Well, or depending on my mood, I guess. Sometimes a goofball weird thing will end up definitely playing.
0: The difference is we have to watch them all anyway. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thankfully, I do not.
1: Well, for people who don't read descriptions or watch trailers, I always wonder, how do you decide what movies you're going to watch like how do you decide how you're going to spend your time a title for me a title uh, and the horror this
0: is only something i do for horror movies but
1: now that we know that you know most horror movies begin with the letter a arbitrarily (laughs) to appeal to our podcast how do you feel is that going to change your viewing habits well i'll
0: be more skeptical of a movie that starts with a probably (laughs) yeah the title and then you know maybe
3: the first image that they show or the, the little thumbnail or the poster tells me everything i need to know so do you think the quality of movies you guys watch moving forward is going to get much better now that you're not dealing with everybody just fighting for the letter A?
1: We'll find out here as
3: we
2: uh, review our first letter B film. I want to know what if, if there's actually a disproportionate number of films that start with A if we were to break down the list. Can, well, you, can, you get, can you work on that, Chris? Well, it's not something, you know... Who's the producer? Get the producer to do that. I think that's Chris.
0: Oh, uh, I think this only applies to smaller distributors that are desperate for video-on-demand hits and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, I mean, they don't no, have the money not, so for an not advertising Netflix. budget, so yeah. just start it with a letter A. Mm. The, they the, tried
1: that with Annihilation. It didn't work out too well.
2: <laughs>
0: Paramount's not going to change Indiana Jones to Andy Jones.
2: To, you know. <laughs> Asylum will, though. They should have yeah. for Crystal Skull.
3: What? They I'm, should, should, the, I'm not familiar with that yeah, title. It's Let's an see. Indiana Jones movie.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't heard of it. <laughs> so yeah backcountry got that two young lovers they're in the forest and the first thing that struck me is just this movie kind of made me want to go to the forest maybe want to explore canada it's underwritten in part by the canadian national government of course this is in ontario right yep northern ontario And I've been to a couple of provincial parks. I want to go to some more because everything looks you know pretty beautiful.
1: It's mm-hmm. a safe place to take the family too apparently safe
0: safe place. I'm sure <laughs> you know, which is kind of weird because you got the government of Canada underwriting this movie, which almost works as a tourism movie but no i would be terrified to be hiking in a provincial park
2: yeah but a park ranger warned them not to go where they went
1: (laughs) oh steve bannon
2: from uh, yeah (laughs) it was the guy from
1: a christmas horror story i didn't think it was that guy but i did
2: think of steve bannon immediately when Uh, i saw him (laughs) And I thought he was going to be, like, the evil, like, the, um, what do they call the guy in Cabin in the Woods at the yeah. gas station? Oh. Uh, the Harbinger. Yeah, the Harbinger. He was, he was I thought he was going to be the Harbinger. I thought he was going to be more sinister than he actually was, but. Uh, yeah, they, they show he, uh, turned out he was a good guy.
3: That's probably because it's funded by the Canadian Tourist Bureau. Yeah, They're exactly. like, yeah, let's make her, let's, let's make, make the, the ranger a decent. good guy. yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, he but he plays the role that we all love in a horror movie where he says, "Oh, you guys, are you sure? You know, if you go up there, blah blah blah." Although he doesn't really warn them of danger, he's just like, "Oh, you know, we've had some trouble up there, so we're just closing it." It's a hundred, it's a thousand dollar fine. He warned them of a fine, cups. not of
3: danger, just a fine. You will be so much more poor if you go up there. Which I thought, well, why not? Why not pay the fine? Because right, he's trying it's to a take thousand his, Canadian. What yeah. is that like? Twelve bucks? A. <laughs>
0: <Okay. laughs>
2: well because the, the the man is trying to take his uh girlfriend on this trail that is familiar to him but it turns out that it's closed and so he wants to be a hero and still go on the trail that's closed that he's been warned is unsafe it's yes this movie's equivalent of the double black diamond right yes
3: <laughs> this it's it's the start of many bad decisions from that boyfriend i feel like
2: yeah and I really liked the relationship between those two characters. Like even just from the the scenes of them in the car early on, it, it just felt like a real relationship. I was really impressed with both their performances through the whole thing, and I was kind of smiling. And as, as I was watching them in the car, you know, he's put he puts in a CD with some goofy song on it that's clearly a joke between them, and just the way it plays out feels supernatural. Their reactions, it it feels like you're watching a real couple. It's the only supernatural
3: thing that happens in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, sorry, that's a spoiler.
0: That's not a spoiler. <laughs> it reminded me of the strangers actually which who which of us have seen the strangers i have not
3: seen it i've never even heard of it oh
0: damn well steve will understand the strangers struck me when i first saw it because they do spend some time kind of setting up a relationship between the man and the woman and he just had proposed to her and she said no and so there's like some conflict and drama between them and the strangers and i was like oh and that kind of invested me in what was going on in the strangers it invested me in what's going on in backcountry too
3: yeah, I mean, they definitely established that that, and they they seem natural. There's a chemistry there for sure. Um, I of the things about this movie that is definitely one that I I, I liked. I so, immediately
1: got the sense too that like their things are not like totally great with them. Which like when we learn kind of what the purpose of the trip was in the first place makes it even more uncomfortable. But yeah. you know, like immediately, like the first scene, like. You know, the the guy, I don't remember their names, he's, like, loading up the trunk. You know, they're bringing the bags out of the elevator, and she's, like, too busy on her phone to, like, help him put the stuff in the back of the car, and he seems kind of annoyed. And there's sort of a lot of that when they first start camping. So, like, you, there is a lot of chemistry, but also you sense that there's kind of a rift. They've been together for a while. You know, maybe they're going through a rough patch or something.
0: I'll elaborate on this later, but the dynamics of their relationship drive a lot of the action and get them into a lot true. of the situations that yeah. they end up in. Mm.
2: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I, I, I also really liked the way the movie kind of lulls you and them into a false sense of security early on when they first start hiking, they canoe out to get on the trail and then they're hiking along. And I really liked how multiple times they pass other smiling groups of hikers or canoers, which happens if you hike, you know, you'll always have that friendly like, oh, hey, how's it going? And it felt it just it created a sense of realism for me and also sort of made me anticipate, you know, whenever things were going to go south, it made me anticipate it more because of this very natural. Just sort of eerily, cheery um interactions they had with people walking by or canoeing by.
1: Well they were am I right that they were um that at least the male in the relationship was like kind of annoyed by that? Like he was hoping for like a more secluded trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't it seem like yeah. he was kind of put off by the And at the so beginning when he's there? talking
3: to the ranger, he mentions an And less people because it's almost it's like an off season. Yeah, he 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 definitely wants to be alone in the woods with his uh, with his girlfriend.
2: Well, he's definitely got some ego issues going on. He wants to be Mister Man of the Wild, giving his girlfriend he remembers the wilderness experience of his hand. He doesn't Uh need a
3: map. He's coming in the off season because he doesn't want to deal with other people. Yeah. Yeah, he's. He's got some issues there, for sure. He's, and what's kind cool of cool is, like, woods.
1: she actually did prepare for this trip, which surprises him, but he sort of, like demeans her for the ways of which she did so like she brings like a can of mace and she's mm, got right. a flare but it's you know it's a road flare like what good is that gonna do and he like helps her hook the mace to her belt like almost like he, he believes that she
2: she can't possibly survive out there without his help yeah. which actually the stuff that she has is not mace but bear spray there's oh there's actually bear, bear spray, spray? yeah there's straight yeah. up tailored spray for bears. That you can buy oh, yeah. specifically to deter bears oh, okay which you know
1: there are bears in the woods often it turns out Sometimes you bring bears with you. Bears in the woods.
0: I know in who would have thought. Northern Canada.
1: Jesus. And
0: she's a nervous. A revolutionary concept. Yeah, you know, she says she's all a, She seems like she's a nervous person who's just like I'll feel better if I have this. I know I won't need it. Blah 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 blah.
2: So
3: definitely seems a, a little bit of paranoia on her part, and he is less than reassuring, and 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 doesn't really seem to care that she's concerned. He, hmm. he like like Stephen said, he kind of belittles belittles her for being worried about the things she's worried about
2: yeah he makes fun of her for bringing a road flare instead of like a proper flare that shoots up in the air you know what's
3: better than uh than a road flare hmm. uh one that shoots in the air you know what's worse than a road flare what? no flare i would right. right. to have True. something than nothing mm-hmm.
1: it's a fact what is a pen flare what
3: does that look like? I'm heat, assuming pen flare is it's just like, like a little like flare. Like a, those those mm. sulfur ones that you crack open. No, no, no. no. He says, he wood. says I could have brought a pen flare for you. Oh. They, they
2: sell them at any you know sporting goods store. Oh, that must be the kind that shoots up then. Right. But I'm like, well, it's not like the little gun.
1: It's like a little more compact Maybe it's just thing. A, a smaller one just to have around. That would be yeah. fun. Yeah. I don't just know, shoot I off a flare
2: like once a bigger, in a while.
3: Any bigger flare would be better. I don't think a pen flare would shoot into the air, would you? It doesn't sound like it. pen flare, it just sounds... I'm just guessing. Context clues. We'd have to Google it.
0: Listen, if you're, a, if you're a grizzled survivalist and you're listening, send us a tweet. Send us an email. Say, send
3: us some pen flares. You
0: sons of bitches don't know anything about flares. Let me tell you. I've been working
3: with flares before you were born. That's the kind, of, flare that's the kind Flair, of person we need to message us about flares. <laughs> Do we? Are there people out there that just are flare aficionados? I know they're flashlight enthusiasts for sure. Of course. Like all these people with their 8,000 lumen battery-powered flashlights that can torch a forest in four seconds
1: it's like some people collect civil war rifles other people just collect different kinds of flares there's gotta be there's gotta be flare enthusiasts (laughs) they've got them like lined up around a confederate flag (laughs) and above their
2: mantelpiece pen flares are pretty small they're they are the size of a pen from what i'm seeing here but i can't tell if they like shoot up in the air or how big of a flare they They actually create i
3: I can't imagine those are projectiles they just got to be smaller so they fit better in a backpack
2: yeah but then i don't know why he would have told her that she should have brought one because he's a
3: chump less weight maybe <laughs>
0: you know they're backpacking weights a factor no maybe the writer it. slacked on
2: his research maybe i
0: don't, I don't know. know but you know it's we'll good. have to invite him on <laughs> it's good to have a road flare you never know you might run into a tyrannosaurus rex ifc midnight hates you guys already right <laughs> yeah i this is ifc midnight again and you know what i when i hit play on netflix and i see the ifc midnight logo I feel like a warm blanket's being wrapped
2: around <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. That's how it sounds And I know... You know exactly,
1: head. like, how much of your
0: brain you have to have
1: on to sit through the movies. <laughs> <That's> exactly, <laughs> like,
0: 65%. <laughs> of, Every time, huh? Because even though... I don't know what their track record is. I've, I've loved... I don't know if I've loved any of their movies. Well, Dark Song. Um, oh, Kill List. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know if I've loved any of their movies but I, I've, I've hated some of their movies but I always know it's going to be an interesting experience like I hated anti-birth we don't need to relitigate that but um, <laughs> it
3: was interesting I know? didn't finish watching it but I liked what I had seen of anti-birth
2: i think we need a sound cue for every time steve says kill list now like we used to do for whenever we would reference oh. jay we haven't talked about jay in a while no i think we need a kill list sound i mean cue i'm just well. trolling you guys every time i bring it up <laughs> what sound cue would you want to hear when you say "kill list"? it would list? be the psh,
1: like the cymbal crash and the drum thing every single time you i can not remember anything. repeated motif
0: oh yeah i know what you're talking about that
1: plays over like the last 30 minutes of the movie <laughs> <laughs> god let's, let's let's try it kill list
2: <laughs> Kill announced just for good measure. Jay. <laughs> um,
0: here in Compare that, and contrast, here in here in J is like a warm blanket wrapping around mm, it, every mm-hmm. time. C and Jay. Oh, I want to have Jay wrapped around me right now too. <laughs> there's no more competent man in cinema.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He, he's kind of like a like a like an Indian action
0: hero, right? That actor. Yeah. I don't know. He if, does a lot of these sorts of movies. I don't know where he, how he compares. I don't know if he's like Tom Cruise or if he's like Patrick Wilson. Is he? He's Hin- in other stuff. Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, so our heroes, you know, their 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 hike gets underway. Everything's going great. It's all nice. It's all beautiful. They pitch their tent. They go off to the the lagoon to skinny dip. It's beautiful. Uh, they come back. Everything's going great. The first thing that happens where you think maybe something's going to go wrong on this trip is they have a visitor at their camp and you know what we've all been waiting for the irishman on netflix but if you can't wait oh my god if you can't wait till then there is an irishman on netflix and he's in this movie
2: the poor man's tom hardy
0: the poor man's tom hardy well what did you call him greg uh walmart
1: legolas i think that i like that i like that too that pretty much (laughs) nails it Yeah, he seems like kind of a scoundrel right from the get-go. There's just something distrustful or or untrustworthy about him. Um, So, like, the dude is in the tent, and his girlfriend is out talking to this guy. He's got this sack full of fish or whatever, and it's very clear that he's hitting on her. You immediately feel uncomfortable, like, this relationship is being compromised. Um, I don't know, without anything overt being said about it. At least you sense that he's uncomfortable. So he, like, brings her into the tent, says he needs help with something, and they have a little chat about whether or not they should invite, you know... Invite this guy for dinner. It turns out she's already invited him. So I
3: don't understand home. how tent wall was supposed to keep that conversation. I don't either. <laughs> it's, I mean, they didn't the even close the happens tent. In like sitcoms, where they're like, can I talk to you for a second? They're like six inches away, having a conversation. He's it felt ten... very much like that. He, he was well within earshot of of those people. Yeah, he he's totally still in focus. It. I mean, I know he can hear
0: them. Well, that's fine. That's you so know, weird. And this is the first. Well, I don't think it's the first time, but we definitely are starting to get a sense at this point that our hero is a
3: wide little bitch yeah oh absolutely he is just so full of himself and wants to prove himself and knowing like obviously without getting into spoilers this conversation takes a different tone if you consider it in the context of what we know oh, yes. happens later on <laughs> yes
2: um i wouldn't call him a whiny little bitch i mean the guy the irishman is fucking weird and if that guy did that on my and my girlfriend's camping trip, I would also probably react in a similarly annoyed way. Maybe
3: he nudged him into the situation they ended up in because he was like, you know what? I got to prove myself, the boyfriend.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, because
0: definitely the guy doesn't have enough self-confidence. Oh, for sure. And so he's being threatened by this guy. And then, you know, his overcompensating for self-confidence kind of drives so much of the shit that they end up doing.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's just... I mean, this Irishman is constantly emasculating him through this whole scene because this guy is, I mean, I guess he's capable enough, but also should we like look up this guy's name? Cause now that there's another guy, it's getting really sort Irish. of confusing. Yeah.
1: The name
0: too.
2: He is Irish. They reference that in the movie. No, the I think we I
0: can just keep saying he's Irish because they make such a big deal about him being Irish. Just
2: call him Irish. I mean, who cares? So man, me man up woman, so Irish guy. There him. we go.
1: That, that's our shorthand.
0: <laughs> I was saying,
1: I don't know if the actor is Irish or not. That was something that made me curious. Because <laughs> oh. for a minute, I thought he was like, kind no, of yeah, I bullshitting think he's Canadian. them about that, too. Maybe like maybe I, he was. I, su- I suspected that like, maybe this guy has a severe personality disorder or something. Something so off about him that I thought like maybe that was a ruse, too. He, just,
3: he carries a sinister vibe it through that been. entire campfire. Yeah, those, well, all we, those conversations are creepy. Yeah, for sure. mean,
0: we've all met these people at some point in our life. Like, the guy who's just a little too confident, a little too, you know, making himself too familiar with you and your friends, and you don't know if he's cool or you don't know if he's not cool. We've all met that guy, and you don't want to meet that guy when you're camping. No, that's I don't know. It, it, there's something very
1: creepy that makes you feel sort of vulnerable. You're sort
3: of trapped, you're right? In the you're, wilderness you're in the middle of nowhere, in. and there's it's not like there's anything you can fall back on. There's no way you can call for help. Nobody would be there for. Hours, if that. So right,
1: and this the Irishman. We'll just call him Irish. Apparently, uh, it portrays himself as being very confident, being a man of the woods. He he does. Um, he leads tours through this really difficult terrain. Apparently, right. He he leads tours down the trail that they're trying to get to.
3: That's
2: what he says. So he says. Anyway, yeah. Do we Brad, believe him? That's the Irishman's name. So, there, name so what's the
3: main character's name?
2: The main characters' names are Alex and Jen. Alex and Jen. Not the guy and his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> good enough. Man, woman, Irish.
0: But yeah. Alex, all right. Hero,
3: you know he he doesn't really handle this well. Hero is a strong word for for Alex. <laughs> hero is a strong but he word. D- for he Alex. also does not handle it well. He feels that it, that uh, Legolas is just getting in on his turf, and he's being very territorial about and and possessive over uh, over Jen. And it's not a comfortable sequence at all. No,
0: it's very tense, and it really. I think that Alex could have been done a better job of de-escalating the situation by like trying to play along with the guy a little bit more even if he didn't trust him. Instead, Yeah, of just he he makes it. Up.
2: Yeah, he makes it very awkward by dragging Jen into the tent and then he comes back. He's like, "Uh, it's no problem. It was a it was a misunderstanding."
0: And that comes back at the end of the encounter. Cause What's like, the
2: misunderstanding? Cuz the yeah. guy
0: challenges him. He's like, oh, one more thing. After, you, said, you know, you said there was a misunderstanding. What did you mean?" And the guy just doesn't handle it well. If it were me, I'd be like, look, man, yeah. I was like, dude, who is this right. guy? Are you sure you want him to be here? Like, it's an yeah. obviously understandable thing. But instead, he just, like, clams
3: up and makes it way worse. Mm-hmm. It, everybody's everybody's trying to puff their chests out in this scene. Except for Jen, who's just like, just relax. Let's have some fish or whatever. And we'll, we'll call it a night.
2: Yeah and then brad picks up a pair of her panties and oh that was makes a really weird and creepy scene out of handing them back
0: to her also this guy irishman brad is his name Mm -hmm. he has like a fucking bowie knife that he just carries around low key that's like you know foot long Mm -hmm. and meanwhile our hero has left his little like shitty hand axe like in the tree four miles away
2: yeah i mean at this point At least I suspected, because I didn't read the Netflix description or really much else about this movie before I started watching it. I was like, oh. Brad is going to be stalking them. Like, Brad is coming back, and mm-hmm. he is the villain of this movie. And
0: that's definitely what you, the movie leads you to believe. It yeah, to absolutely. Think, yeah. It, it definitely pushes you in that direction. And that's mm-hmm. one of the worst horrors. There's so many horrors you can encounter when you go hiking and camping in the backcountry. Irishmen. And I think <laughs> the, the human element is maybe the most terrifying. You know, like, if I'm in my tent and there's wild animals outside or whatever, that's. I'd much rather have that than have a menacing man with a Bowie knife in my tent.
2: I related strongly to the scene, actually, especially because it's out in the middle of the woods, because I've been in, I mean, a similar, I guess, situation. Well, I was just in a campground, and, like, the people who were camping next to us were assholes, and we kind of had a... uh, Um, altercation with them and so for the rest of the trip i was just kind of on edge i was like are we gonna come back and find our tent like slashed are they gonna you know bust our tent open in the middle of the night or something it's just uncomfortable when you're in that situation you know a tent is very vulnerable that's why i only camp at koas (laughs) they have great water slides too incidentally (laughs) but it's especially weird when you're in the middle of the woods and there's three people out there and one of them is your you know the so, most important person in your life, and the other one is some random fucking weird ass stranger who's been play creeping nice with you out.
3: Everybody, don't be a jerk, and realize that that guy probably overheard every conversation you had about how much of a jerk you thought he was, and that's probably why he became even more of a jerk after that.
2: Greg, now I understand why why you've never been killed while camping. <laughs> <laughs>
3: we put we do double wall tents it's a tent Ah, inside that's smart and then there's insulation so nobody you can't hear anything outside and then you
2: and then you build a brick wall around your tent yes it's it's
3: actually a house we just bought a house
2: instead of camping that's smart yeah yeah there are bears my parents have one of those they just call it a cabin up north though
0: (laughs) (laughs) this whole scene with the irishman it's one of the most tense uncomfortable scenes i've seen in a while i can't remember the last time i was like that squirmy
3: and about. glorious <laughs> bastards
0: <laughs> it might have been i don't know steve's looking at, looking at me with dead eyes did you not find it squirmy no i did i was just thinking it really reminded me
1: of a, like a scene from something else that i can't think of right now mm. i'm sorry my eyes look dead they're very much alive <laughs> mm.
3: they look they look wonderful yeah. oh, wonderful Thank you. eyes Thank Steve. You, Greg. <laughs> so
0: anyway well done and i thought this movie on the whole was very tense through
3: almost all of it yeah yeah for sure i w- i won't deny that it's definitely got a lot of tension
2: i really like the dynamic between especially early on for the first maybe half or so the the tension between nighttime scenes and daytime scenes like you're in the they're in the tent and there's weird noises in the woods and it just that's another thing where it just nails that weirdness of camping and you hear noises and it's something totally innocuous and you're like oh something is coming to Fucking kill me, right? Well, you know yeah. what?
3: Mr. Backwoods should have known what to expect when he's out in the damn backwoods. He and up. he just is acting like a total baby. What was that? Every creaky, every cracking branch, every noise he hears, just. I feel like he's just a giant ba- He's very clearly not a backwoods man. <laughs> it's yeah. true. Not a backwoods boy. But, like, at the heart <laughs> of all
1: of this, uh, you know, one thing that I think helps, um, you know, we can talk about whether or not it's a horror movie, but it definitely works well as a thriller at the very least because the heart of it, you have a relationship that, uh, like, is clearly being challenged by the situation. It's not just that like these are two ordinary people dealing with weird people in the woods and the elements and whatever else, but there's a lot of tension to be had like seeing how they negotiate their fears as they're trying mm. to find the trail and mm-hmm. figure out where they're mm-hmm. going.
3: Between their fears and his need to be right all the time, yes. mm-hmm. it's just that is that is a rough day. This <sighs> is I honestly watching this movie is like watching a rough patch in a relationship on its worst day. Yeah. And it's just stressful throughout. It's like listening to every Mountain Goats album
1: in
2: a row. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, that sounds like true torture. But yeah, there's the one scene where do they see a they see a bear track in the trail, right? Or he sees a bear track in the trail. Yeah. Yeah. And decides to plow ahead without telling her about the bear track. Right, Right. That's a that's a pretty But you know what, like a little little illusion that's a foreboding yeah. moment. but yeah. bears i'm not afraid of bears really in the woods i mean our good friend jeff kodish had video of a bear one time he was out on the fucking uh what do they call that on the smoky mountains the appalachian trail and uh saw a bear just started videoing it the bears up on its hind legs like eating some shit out of a tree it, just a bear just in taking natural a video
3: habitat is is not starving most of the time like yeah. it's you you're probably fine they're gonna Get away from you, you're going to get away from it. Mm-hmm. That should be the end of it. Like, if you see a bear, maybe kind of
0: scary. Probably not going to be a big deal. If I see a bear track, yeah, I would I would do exactly the same thing. Keep going and not tell her about it because she's terrified of everything. Now, Mountain Lion, <laughs> different
3: story. Mountain Lion's murdered the heck out of me in Red Dead Redemption. Like, all the time. Oh, yeah, yet. dude. Mountain Lion's had my number. Yeah. It's terrifying. They were terrifying, terrifying in the game. Lines. They are even terrifying in real life. So, I looked up because, um,
0: you know, I've, I was doing some videography way up north once and so I looked up, like, you know, what do you do when you see a bear? Basically, if you're just, like, loud and then if you just, like, don't fuck with a bear, you're gonna be okay. It might bluff charge you. Uh Uh-huh. That's the thing. It will charge at you and if you run, you die. You Uh just have to stand your ground and then they will be like, okay, this isn't someone to be fucked with and they will walk away.
2: I was fascinated by this. I looked this up after this movie, too, and I was fascinated by this whole thing. Like, you can basically alpha male... A bear, yeah, like the the literally like the National Park Service tells you, like make yourself as big as you can, stand up as high on a hill as you can, like puff your chest out, stand up tall, and just like yell at it, be like, "Go away, bear!" And a fucking bear, which weighs, you know what, fucking four times as much as you do, yeah, Yeah, at least six thousand thousand pounds, maybe ten (laughs)
1: thousand. Is that the exact quote from like the National Park Service? You you make sure to yell, "Go away,
2: bear!" No, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I am dead serious. Yeah, go away, bear. That was on. Yeah, National I mean Park that's going
3: to give you that's going to give you something you're, that's familiar sounding to you, and you, you're going to be comfortable yelling. I mean, you don't know how to speak bear, so or get it, out in, of here, bear. The, I think in, that's what it was. And the bear
1: is going to recognize you're talking to it because you've called it by its natural yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: every bear it's a, it's natural from birth. If you say hey bear, they'll all look at the same time because you've
2: called it by its name. Yeah, it bear, its bear, name. bear, 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 <laughs>
3: <laughs> bear. Uh, call me
2: by your name, Patrick. Was <laughs> <laughs> that good? Steven, I haven't Steven. seen that. Oh, it's amazing
0: but uh mountain lions the advice from a mountain lion is if you see
2: a mountain did you say the advice from a mountain lion for a mountain lion, oh from i heard I, from too i thought a mountain I, yeah, lion he definitely like said wrote from a for. column on like, He's like what to do if you see me in the wild yeah <laughs> no, everything
3: is bad by so that he mountain can just lion. get
2: he can get some food yeah. every
3: time you're out there <laughs> oh he must have read my pamphlet <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, that's fine. What they say about I'm just trying to save the lives of our listeners. Just keep interrupting. Uh, When you see a mountain, if you see a mountain lion twice, they say it's the same one, and you are being hunted. Oh! And pick up a stick and band together and prepare to fight to the death. Oh, oh, fuck. The mountain lion will fucking hunt you and kill you. The bear doesn't want
2: any trouble. We need a horror movie about that.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Being um, stalked by a mountain lion? After you edit this, cue that advice up. Put it at the beginning for all of our listeners that are out in the middle of the woods (laughs) and potentially seeing mountain lions. That way they can just hit right to it. Warning.
0: If you are in the woods right now listening to this podcast (laughs) and you
1: see a mountain lion. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, a lot of our listeners have reported that they do listen to the show in the
3: woods. I would say the majority of them. Because right? they all live in a cabin and steal people mm-hmm. and skin them alive. <laughs> they, they think this is an advice podcast. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> shit. Well, <laughs> we We're done fucked up, boys. <laughs> Forest murderers, Chris. How's, How show do you feel about it that? The wrong hands.
2: We've created a monster. Many of them, in fact. <laughs> so Multiple, many monster. multiple monsters.
0: But yeah, this movie really nails those fears. The fears we all have when we're camping, when you're in the tent and you hear a little branch break, and you're like, well, that's probably nothing. It's probably a raccoon. But you know you're in the Netflix horror section, and you just met a creepy guy, and you're like, oh, they're definitely going to get tortured to death. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this is a movie, like Steve said, it's a movie about subverting expectations.
2: But the greatest, like, just... Stomach, my just. I felt like the bottom just dropped out of my stomach at this moment. I, I don't know. I, I hope I'm not rushing ahead here and skipping something you guys want to talk about if you want to back it up. But um, is when they they walk out, they finally reached, or he thinks he's reached this point that he's been taking her to oh, all along. Yeah. Is it going a lake or a lake? waterfall? A lake. They're going yeah. to a lake. Yeah, he's, he's been talk- telling her about how he's going to take her to this lake. He knows it's going to be beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And so they're approaching the lake. They walk out on this cliff, and it's just forest for miles there's no lake. Just he's in the wrong of trees. place they have yeah. no fucking idea where they are and i mean some of it was the musical cue that accompanied that shot which was a little obvious but i was still just like oh fuck <laughs> it's a beautiful location and it is yeah. really, i had the same reaction to it that was actually my favorite shot in the whole
1: movie i just mm-hmm. suddenly felt like terror like mm-hmm. you know normally in these movies it's hard to give a sense of like the scope of the forest and how lost they really are i felt it in that moment mm-hmm. i felt it too
2: I I don't know a lot of this movie just hit really well with me I think maybe it's I've done a decent amount of camping and hiking and I enjoy it a lot but anytime I'm doing that my mind is always running through all the fucked up shit that could happen like oh maybe we don't know where we are oh maybe there's a you know maybe someone's gonna kill us in the middle of the night maybe there's a what, it just it, it played on all the anxieties I have in that situation in same, real life. Same, and and that's that's horror for me. You know, horror yeah.
0: doesn't have to be a guy with a fucking bag on his head chasing you with a chainsaw. <laughs> oh, I love know? that movie though. <laughs> <laughs> like horror could just be like these are your worst fears realized, and here's something you can relate to. And so that's why it really worked for me as
3: a horror movie. See. I feel like it's too unrealistic to ring true with me because there's no way in hell that I would have been like, hey, yeah, Steve Bannon, don't give me a map. <laughs> no, I would absolutely have a map and a compass. and but, Greg, what if you knew it like the back of your hand? Yeah, there is no way that I know <laughs> anything that well, oh, yeah. especially off-season where I know that there's not going to be anybody around to help me, I'm getting a damn map.
2: I mean, you would, but you're a smart guy. Well, like it doesn't matter. I believe that this cocky...
3: There is too much ego for this man. And it no, just
1: Non-Irish is clearly a total
2: dipshit from oh, the beginning. Oh, man, he's awful. Well, agreed. Non-Irish. <laughs> I forgot his name already. Alex. <laughs> Alex, Alex. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Alex. Agreed, but the fact that he doesn't take the map with him isn't that important. He could have taken the map with him and just not followed it correctly or not referred to it or gotten lost off the map, thought he was somewhere on the map where he really wasn't, but then they have to explain all that to us. He could
2: have fucked up just as bad with the map.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I get lost with maps all the fucking time driving around. Mm. Not anymore in the days of GPS, but (laughs) used to happen. You can get lost any number of ways, but just being lost in the woods, I don't think people understand just how close to death they are when they go to... (laughs) A park, like you know, like whether
3: <laughs> there could be anything out there. No.
0: Well, let me let me tell you a little story. Like I was um, walking at my old job, I was taking scenic videos of lighthouses up along Lake Michigan, and I was walking on this path from the campground to the lighthouse along the beach. Easy walk. I mean, it was like you know, I don't know, it was a, it was a long walk, right? And it was summertime, and I, and like I'm carrying my camera equipment. And about halfway to the lighthouse, I'm like. Like, I'm getting, like, really fucking hot and exhausted. And I'm going to be okay, but, like, I definitely underestimated how much water I needed to bring. I really underestimated the, you know, gravity of this walk. This is kind of a survival situation. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to make it to the lighthouse, but it's a little bit scary. If you
3: went um, on what you knew was going to be a multi-day trip, where you were going to be spending the night in the woods with nothing? How well equipped would you be for that? I mean, you would overpack. Oh, yeah, that. I would overpack. Yeah, obviously, mistakes have been made by our heroes in this. Okay? Mist <laughs> bad decisions. They're not mistakes because mistakes mistakes are you know something I feel like you could have worked around. There, there's no working around. Literally leaving the map behind. Like given the choice, here's a map. No, 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 no. I don't need a map. Where's my cell phone? Oh, uh, the one that you packed. Yeah, I put it back in the car.
2: Like, it's, well, yeah, they're all bad decisions for sure. But I mean, bad decisions happen in horror movies all the time. These all felt, and that's especially what they felt most like a,
3: horror movies are the bad yeah,
2: decisions. And that's fine. same with this and, yeah, one, exactly. And but it's a product it just, of the character. But it so fits with the character. Like punch
3: him in the nose every time oh, he talks. So you're saying you don't feel like this would ever happen to you? I don't feel like it should happen to anybody. But I guess there are dumb people out there. But I mean, you got to be more prepared. I, there is. I get so angry that there's anybody that thinks that they can, after having not been there since they were, you know, 12, could suddenly just remember it like the back of his hand and walk through these things without getting any preparation, nothing prepared for it for any you know, accident or getting a sliver driven through his toe or getting lost potentially.
2: So I mean, the character pissed you off on oh, the movie made, itself
3: I mean, the movie did, too, because they let that character exist. But I guess people <laughs> can exist like that, but it's true. I don't have to watch movies about every idiot. If I did, I'd be angry all the time.
0: <laughs> well, uh, before we go over to the spoiler room, I just have a couple more general thoughts on the movie. For example, I, I don't know what they spent on this movie, but it feels like they spent nothing
3: on it. Oh, movie. they couldn't have spent much. It's great, though. Like, yeah. a, a, there's a lot of beautiful footage in this movie. But it was definitely done cheap. It's very well
0: shot for the most part.
3: Yeah, it's they do a
2: lot with a little.
3: A lot with sound design and clever editing.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sound design. I mean, the sound sound you that. I, there are a couple mm-hmm. times
1: like I had to like rewind to make sure I heard what I thought I heard. <laughs> the sound
0: design makes the movie. If we had every horror movie on Netflix awards, which maybe we should, mm-hmm. best sound design from any movie I think we've seen so far.
2: Well, yeah, I mean the country. scenes in in the tent. I don't know how much we want to give details here, but there are definitely some scenes in that tent at nighttime where there are noise is outside that tent and you only hear the noise you don't see what's outside but it is definitely unnerving
0: it's a movie that just a branch cracks and you feel it
2: yeah Mm -hmm. you hear
3: water lapping and you feel it just Mm -hmm. throughout i was expecting a cheaper movie when we watched this and the fact that you hear voices clearly and you've got background sounds that really make you feel like you're there all very well done i was very very impressed with sound in this throughout Mm-hmm. There's a scene early on where he says something like, you know, the loudest thing
1: we're going to hear out here is a chipmunk. And, like, you hear a chipmunk, like, chittering in the background. Yeah. It's like, well, you've already heard that. What else is
0: there out here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really well done. And, and the cinematography, I thought, was pretty good uh, mm-hmm. throughout. Especially, you know, it's important in a forest to have good cinematography. Because, again, taking scenic videos at my old job, I would go to these beautiful forests and... I'd be like, wow, this looks great. I'm going to set up the camera. You set up the camera, it looks like shit. Because right, so so, what do you
1: focus on? So, so much, capture yeah, it.
0: So much yeah. of the beauty of a forest is the three-dimensional depth of the forest, which doesn't yeah. translate to screen unless you're doing smart things with how you're moving the camera and things like that.
3: See, that's where I felt like uh, the movie kind of suffered was because everything felt very claustrophobic because they were very focused on the actors and not the scenery. There would be these shots of beautiful Canadian wilderness, and then it was just tight shots on the actors and they didn't do enough playing with the actors and the scenery to say this is some good cinematography. I mean, there are some great shots, but I wouldn't say anything really tied together uh, as a whole for me to be impressed with the the, the actual cinematography overall.
0: Well, I'm, we're graded on a curve here on every movie. <laughs> <laughs> I I like actually I, I I agree with
1: you and I I kind of notice the same thing but I actually like that the focus is on the actors I think that's really important in a movie like this to have good performances and to develop characters that while one of them is extremely annoying to follow through the course of the film I, I feel like the camera needs to be on him it wasn't trying to be arty in like framing them against like these massive vistas every five minutes you know to 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 show off you know the cool camera that they bought just to make this film. It felt it felt simultaneously naturalistic and like I do feel like the cinematography set up the space really well. It does feel claustrophobic, and I think that's necessary for a movie like this.
0: They didn't, you know, fill the whole movie with drone shots or anything mm-hmm. like that. No. Yeah.
1: yeah, they're
3: just a handful, um, yeah. and they're 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 beautiful shots because you're seeing yeah. Canadian forests in the fall where you've got all the beautiful colors, and it's it's great um, as far as. Alex goes. I'm going to wait till the spoiler room, but I have a
2: question for all of you. <laughs> all all right. Right. I can't wait. Alex really got under your skin. Oh, my God.
3: Like that sliver under his toenail.
2: So, if we're cruising for the spoiler room here, I want to talk about a couple of super impactful moments. And one of them is that fucking... Toenail scene because oh, yeah. he drops a he drops a canoe on his foot pretty early in the movie and he sort of plays it off as not a big deal. That's but, the
0: first thing that goes wrong. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, and he plays it off as not a big deal. But later he's limping and he takes off his sock. Actually, this remind Have, have any of you guys seen Wild? no 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 similar scene in wild that was just like oh god but he takes off his sock and his toe is fucking bleeding was it a sliver i thought he actually pulled his toenail yeah, He pulled out. the toenail well, off. was it the toenail i thought it was a sliver but oh, yeah. the toenail's toe fine nail.
3: too you know that's fine he
0: Ooh. just crushed his big toe with yeah. the canoe and then he probably just a chunk of toenail off. oh
2: i'm still i'm I'm, crin- I'm shuddering just thinking about it right now it's just it's it's very well i done. value
3: my toenails so yeah it's yeah it's a disappointing moment oh <sighs>
2: and also you know i mean i mentioned the the scene where they come out on the quote-unquote lake and it's just the forest the whole way that scene plays out afterwards is extremely well acted and well written just i mean her her reaction to him just flipping out on him especially because this is when it's revealed that he took her cell phone out of her backpack because he didn't want her to be texting on the hike and left it in the car and she just flips out on him and but i also like the way it boiled back down actually and they the characters brought it back down and said you know I'm sorry we're in this together we gotta work together we're not gonna fight and I I, I appreciate
1: that a lot is that the moment and we can cut this if we want to save this for later but isn't that the moment where he reveals that he was gonna Propose to her? Was that yes. when they go up there? That's when yes. they get to the top and he, yeah, they, yeah, they, but the things, lake's not there. Yeah, things are really yeah. fucked up, and then they both start freaking out, and that's when he, like, in his panic, says, like, yeah, I was actually going to propose to you. And it's, like, the worst possible time for him to tell her. That, Can I make but...
3: this all about me for a second? <laughs> I was going to propose.
2: I know we're <clears> fucked, <throat> but, like, I was going to try and, like, you know marriage being selfish he's making
3: constant bad
2: decisions he's just i i didn't i didn't hate him as much as you guys did he seemed very misguided to me but also in that moment it was just like i mean he was totally aware of how much he had fucked up and it was it was almost it wasn't like he was trying to fix anything with her but just admitting like how deep in the shit they were just like yeah i was i was gonna propose and the scene is beautifully handled too because he says it, and then he just walks off it's not played for any like overwrought drama that it's is just such a, a manipulative really...
3: move he was just being a total dick trying to it was gaslighting take, yeah exactly he's ta- he's saying he's going from kidding. from ruining <laughs> no he really is like he's going from i fucked up so bad to now you need to feel bad for me yeah. And that's all he okay. was doing.
2: It didn't seem that way to me, because oh. he said it, and then he just walked yeah, off. Yeah, because seemed he, seemed trying like he look was trying to lay was up just... the
3: drama. He's a jackass.
1: If we <sighs> look at the pattern of events, I kind of agree with Greg. Like, if we look at this whole story and the way everything unfolds, I, I think that's a pretty accurate assessment. I disagree. I don't think he's He lie- lies to her throughout
3: yeah. the movie. He subverts everything she tries to do to help throughout. He makes... Incredibly bad decisions. He's jealous of uh, Legolas. I mean, he, he just, he's just—he's a bad dude. There is no redeeming quality in this man
2: at all. I disagree. What's, I disagree. I also th- thought—I also I was thought for from the spoiler the room to ask
3: this question. So Here we're we go. gonna wait,
2: but. I also I, thought from the outset, you guys, you guys said you thought it was, or, or Greg said he thought it was uh, just a bad relationship from the start. I thought there was a lot, it seemed like there was a lot between them. She it seems seemed... annoyed as fuck by
1: him from the beginning, like especially when he like
2: they actually both seem
1: annoyed with each other. He's annoyed that she's not helping pack the luggage, she's on her phone all the time, and then he puts on that goofy song and she looks like she just wants to kill him, and there's a brief shot where she like dances along yeah. to it for a second before we see the title, but like I sense tension from the get go. Uh, that's agree. just the way some couples
2: behave. I don't it's know, maybe i like just who are doomed? <laughs> Maybe I'm just used to more dysfunctional relationships. Mean, to be fair, you go, hey, me too. If he's Patrick, dragging man. her
3: along on a trip she doesn't really want to go on to begin with, you're going to come with some baggage from the get-go. Obviously, we don't know these people outside of this, you know, two-hour movie or whatever. But there was there was no happiness from the start no. of I this agree. movie.
1: Oh, I, agree. I disagree. Oh. I f- I felt like I was watching. Um, like, The Shining. Like, the early scenes in The Shining yeah, where, like, yeah, yeah. you immediately what? sense it, like, things on the appearance, like, look like they're okay, but you sense it, like, this couple's kind of fucked up. This is The like... Shining
3: with less ghosts. Yeah. Well, let's get to... <laughs> And buildings. Let's get to the spoiler room
0: because we want to talk about that a little more, and but there's some spoilers involved. Um, I like this
2: couple a lot more than you guys did.
0: Um, you would. So, yeah. So <laughs> fuck
3: you, Greg. <laughs> so, Greg. Backcountry Greg, would you cue it, view it, or screw it? Oh, God. It's so... In thinking about it more, I initially would have said screw it. Like, from the get-go, screw it. Looking at it from a horror movie perspective, this was nothing but a disappointment. But if you go in expecting kind of a thriller driven by bad decisions, it is at the very least at a, 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 a cue it. So I'll give it a cue it. All right. Steven?
1: i give it a cue it as well. I didn't think it was great. There are a lot of things I admire. The sound design, I thought it was pretty uh, ingeniously directed for how low budget it was. Really, there were quite a few effective scares in this movie, even though it's not straight horror. And it was all done with a very minimalist aesthetic. So, yeah, cue it. If you've got nothing better to do, check out Backcountry.
0: Maybe fast forward through some bits. (laughs) Patrick, would you cue it, view it, or screw it?
2: Definitely a view it for me. Uh really intense experience throughout i had a few problems with the ending but i just thought this was really well done and we haven't even really gotten into the shit with this movie yet but i thought it was well acted uh well directed great visuals just really nicely put together especially for something that was probably fairly low budget definitely on the high end of the shit we've watched for this podcast chris would you view it cue it or screw it or I've, or fuck it, since we've now established that that's a thing.
0: <laughs> no, I, I definitely give it a view it. I thought it really tangibly conveyed the horror of all the horrible things that you can imagine going on a backwoods hiking camping trip. I thought it was very tense throughout almost the entire movie. The ending, the last third of the movie, didn't could have been a lot better. I was kind of disappointed that the movie didn't really seem to have any... Things happen. There's not really a purpose. You're not really left with a sense of theme or, like, oh, I feel better having watched this movie. But it was great. It was great. They did a lot with a little. I was riveted for almost the whole movie. Again, if you're looking for Chainsaw Man, watch a different movie.
3: So you're saying if you want to go on a really awful hiking trip, it's a view it?
0: Yeah, and there are, you know, like we said, there are surprises. There's things we haven't talked about yet. You will be thrilled at some point in this movie, probably.
1: Go view it. <laughs> unless you read the description or see the poster yeah. in which case
0: it's going to spoil it for you so the <laughs> less you know the better the less you know the better so if you want to go find out for yourself go check it out right now otherwise stay on the line for like 12 seconds <laughs> <laughs> stay on the line we're going to the spoiler room and we're going to spoil everything welcome back to every horror movie on netflix we're here in the spoiler room ready to spoil the shit out of backcountry it's
3: always so fucking cold down
2: here it's- yeah greg why didn't you build us this shitty cold spoiler room, uh, the spoiler you put a room? Down it, it heats
3: the rest of the house not this room I'd i mean rather, come
2: on. it's I'd very efficient the- oh, really.
0: <sighs> i'd rather be in the owner's closet than the spoiler room
2: <laughs> greg build us an owner's closet to do this spoiler shit in. yeah
3: absolutely we'll put it right under the uh the fridge, I guess. I mean, it wouldn't have a punny name if it was the owner's
1: closet, though. I mean, like, the spoiler room is a like warm, warm room.
3: It would definitely yeah. be warm because the heat goes
0: into the, the owner's closet. The yeah. owner's closet, a reference it's- to 13 cameras in case you are a latter day listener who hasn't listened to <laughs> our back catalog. But yeah, back country. So we already told you. A couple of the twists, you know, they're, they're, they think they're being pursued by a creepy Irishman, perhaps. They finally get to their destination, and they realize they're actually just lost in the fucking woods. They spend a lot of time being lost. And then, eventually, the movie kind of turns into Jurassic Park. Wait, Jurassic Park? I got a huge Jurassic Park vibe out of at least one of the scenes. I can oh, see where okay. he says it because
3: there yeah. like, there are a lot of scenes where you don't see what's... I mean, never really in this movie do you see what's going around these characters. It is all from kind of their... You're the third person in the tent and yeah it's it i mean jurassic park's very much like that until you get I to can jurassic now, yeah. world where suddenly they just need to make a big spend. but we're not talking about jurassic <laughs> well,
2: World. Well, now that we're in the spoiler wor- room we, we can guess, say the guess word what? it's a bear, bear. there's <laughs> a fucking bear there's a fucking
0: bear <laughs> and the first time you really know that there's a bear yeah you see a print whatever um you they're in their tent in the morning and they're sleeping Mm. and the bear is outside the tent and you just see its shadow and Mm -mm. you see its like face poking the tent Mm -mm. Is that prince over
2: there on mic number two Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm. that was what i was saying during that scene i just kept going "Mm
0: -mm." and you hear that growl and it really felt reminiscent of like the t-rex sniffing around the car in jurassic park with the sound design again the growling seeing the shadows and the shapes and kind of the snout and they're just kind of in there safe and they don't wake up or do they
2: uh, I don't think they wake up in that No, scene. Yeah, I don't think that's, they wake that's up. a very early bear. But and he I,
3: very well knows that that was a bear, though, because he had uh, he had hung his bag, yeah. the bag of food provisions, yeah. on a tree branch a and bear it had bag. gotten into yeah. it. Right, exactly. Which he knew a, to prepare for a bear, just, just apparently not well enough. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Apparently he thought
0: bears are only like four feet tall. Yeah, unfortunately, the bear that should have been there is Bear grills. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
3: he would be there drinking his own urine. <laughs> <laughs> This,
2: the, uh, you the, guys thirsty? <laughs> the iconic movie that that scene reminded me of was actually A Nightmare on Elm Street. The oh, way yeah. the bear pushes its face into the fabric of the tent oh, and you see yeah. its face start to come through the way Freddy's face oh, does through the uh, the mattress or whatever it is in A Nightmare on it's Elm Street. the wall. The yeah, wall. that was the wall. Yeah, yeah. The it's is when Johnny so got
3: like, folded in half and then turned into a fountain of yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah
2: classic.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah, and you know what? I really actually like this. Reveal this bear
0: because they've been a little bit afraid of a bear. And then, like I said, bear isn't looking for trouble, right? They're in the little tent, the bear's kind of snapping around, and then it kind snouting of leaves. Around. <laughs> And I really liked that. I was like, "Oh, that's cute." You know, there's a Chris, bear. I said the same thing. I actually wrote in my
1: notes, which I didn't bring with me. Aw, cute. Yeah. That was my reaction. <laughs> I said out loud when I saw the bear sniffing around the
0: tent. And I really liked that. like that. Like you so have great. a you have an animal encounter that seems like it could be threatening, but really it's only threatening if the characters wake up and scream because the bear is just checking it out. It's curious and it's going to go about its business. Right. And there's great.
1: no musical cue to make you feel like you should be afraid in this moment. It's just like
0: no. totally silent. I wasn't afraid. I was just kind of fascinated. Did you? Yeah.
3: You guys? You said nothing of you read the plot description right when you, before you I watch don't. these you don't
2: i do you always, do yeah and i don't i don't i don't make an effort either okay. way okay if so, i if i notice it i notice it in this case i somehow didn't notice okay. it before they I do the call movie. it
3: a menacing bear and not like menacing shooting your windows out with a slingshot but like tear your <laughs> arms and legs off menacing yeah
0: and we just looked at the poster while we were on our little break and the poster is of a vicious
3: fucking bear like yeah. screaming it's, it's butts and bears yeah. it's that lady's butt while she's climbing and then the bear at the top ready to just get her yeah. are
1: there so, boobs too is she kind of like turned no like she doesn't inhale. do the, yeah, she she a doesn't do bit the of...
2: boob butt
3: twist no okay It's but it I is very deliberately a shot of her butt
2: I, and I love, uh, Greg, I think it was you who mentioned that being the third person in the tent. I love that approach, too. You know, you're in that tent the whole time. You never see the bear outside. It's just all there sleeping, and you happen to be the one who's awake and can't say anything as the bear's poking around. It's, it's well done. Well, that reveal I think is one of the hints at some of the
1: brilliance of this movie being a low budget film is that like there's obviously not a bear wandering around outside the tent. There's like a dude in a suit or something. Yeah, you know yeah. they do so much with so little. Like that, it's a very practical scene. You believe it's a bear, but it's clearly you know you only see part of the shadow and the tent is kind of waving.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't know what they use, but I believed it was a bear. It they just took like
0: a bear mask and pushed it
3: into the tent. Yeah, yeah. Well, did we that, know did they... they go find a bear, cut off its head, and just use that.
2: Because we, motherfuckers. we the, know they, Jim
3: Henson to bear's head. <laughs> right. Arm is all the way in
2: there. We know they definitely have a bear head prop that they use later yeah. in the film. Yeah. Definitely gets some play. I mean, we're in the
0: spoiler room, so fuck it. I guess we can just go for it. This bear comes back with a fucking vengeance, and it really does become Jurassic Park because it fucking
3: eats our hero. It's really graphic, too. And uh, yeah. Alex just gets wolfed down.
2: Did, like you, did, right you, did you enjoy that moment, Greg? Oh, God, it made me so happy. Did that, you applaud? That
3: brings me to um, my question for you guys, and I have my answer in mind already, but <laughs> is there a moment in this movie with Alex that you're like, you know what, that's a good decision to make? No. No, I don't even have to think about it. I'm thinking about they're it. Both, they're, they're both burning the, burning the wick right now. Straining their brains. <laughs> they're trying to figure it out. The answer is the only good decision he makes is getting eaten by that fucking bear. No, he makes
2: some, no, he makes some good decisions. That wasn't. Well, a decision, I mean, he tries. I mean, he tries to string up the food. He clearly doesn't do it the right way, but he makes a good decision to string up the food. He, I mean, he makes an
3: effort, but I wouldn't call it a good I effort. Mean, he got, he, he got gives the, um,
2: he gives Jen some of his water at one point. This that's is a, why you don't go into a good the, the
3: backwoods
0: with a half
2: asser. I guess he yeah. got the
0: ring at Jared. That was a good decision. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah no he's speaking a, of the ring oh we'll get to that later he's a, he's a piece of shit that's
3: the R's maybe the T's I don't know how Netflix organizes <laughs> oh, anything not, these days not
1: the
2: ring not Ringu <laughs> uh, my favorite Pasta brand. Oh. <laughs> actually, probably the thing they spent most money on in this movie was getting a fucking bear because they do actually have a bear, and it's yeah. bear, scenes. And it's
1: like I oh. like the way it's employed too because like you, it's there's they clearly shot a bear, but the actors aren't in the same shot, and it's edited in such a way that you believe the bear's there, but you never see the bear like in action. It'll like growl mm-hmm. or like charge slightly, but everything else is like either just people waving branches around or sound effects in the shadows or. There are prosthetics and a little bit of CG, but I think they're really well employed.
2: Yeah, it was it was cute. I read an interview with a director who I think was a first time director, and he was just talking about how it was super weird the first day that they had the bears on set and just, you know, he was saying, I realized that handlers were going to be bringing two bears to my set and I was going to have to tell them what to do the next day, I guess, just as a. A very amateur filmmaker myself i related to that like can you imagine if we had bears on our set chris i wouldn't
0: want bears on my set i would want like a guy in the labat bear suit
2: <laughs> oh god <laughs> or that
3: uh that commercial <laughs> where the bear fights the fisherman for his for his fish kicks him in the nuts have you guys seen that video I haven't seen it. oh mm-hmm. it's from the 90s it's terrific yeah. stuff you guys are missing out on
2: a whole generation we were, of bad internet videos. We were infants then, Greg.
3: <laughs> so this is a pretty recent
0: movie. I assume the director hasn't done another movie. He's got one. Uh, it's on the festival
1: circuit now called Piwacket. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's about a... A teenage girl who uh, gets involved with a little bit of the old Witchcraft uh, <laughs> How do you it spell that? Uh, do they use uh, the Vs? No, they don't use the Vs. Oh. Um, but I use the Vs. The witchcraft, Yes, the witchcraft. Uh, yeah, and apparently it has disastrous consequences for her and everyone around her. Doesn't have great reviews so far, mm. but well, sign me interesting. Sign me up. Sign yeah. me up. So I, it looks like, like it has the same aesthetic. aesthetic. Where it all ends happily.
3: It's, no. it's, it's more severe.
1: It's very impractical. Because mm. yeah.
0: I really respect... The way this was directed, especially with such a low budget and just doing so much with such little... This movie looks
1: like kind of a lateral move. Like, it looks like it has the same aesthetic, but it's about a teenager. Lots of kind of, like, chaotic, herky-jerky camera stuff. And
3: Yeah, I mean, how many people are even in this movie? Like, Eight? If you, if you count the uh, extras well, oh, that walked by, yeah. by earlier, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably like 15 oh, but there's or like, something.
1: Yeah, there's a few in that in the finals, yeah. Scene. Well, maybe shouldn't Man,
2: that. speaking of doing a lot with a little, that the scene where Alex gets killed is really visceral, but you don't get you, you see that he's been eviscerated. I guess it's literally visceral um but you never quite see the body up close but i still had a really good sense of just how this bear had torn him apart and it was really disgusting and, yeah. and shocking totally without without necessarily showing a ton of detail as to what had happened to you him you don't
1: see the cl- you don't see every swipe of the claw in his body you just like gradually get the sense of what's been done to him mm-hmm. you know, it's having like pure suggestion um and there's a that's a scene too where like i was constantly trying to figure out i was like sometimes it looks like a real bear or sometimes it looks like a really good bear prosthetic and sometimes it looks like pretty good cg when that bear is poking his head in it was a great sort of mix of every technique they had available i wonder
2: if there was cg in this movie that didn't occur to me
1: there's a couple of shots i paused i was like that doesn't look like a prosthetic like it looked like it did in the last edit but this time around it looks like cg for like half a second maybe it's know? a
3: cleaned up prosthetic maybe yeah. yeah
1: maybe they augmented it a little bit with a little CG. digital work to purdy up a it, maybe. touch up gave give him a little rouge mm-hmm. <laughs> when the mm-hmm. when
2: when the bear's teeth are bared and he's repeatedly ramming his head inside the tent flap that's just like a bear head prop and i and i knew it as it was happening but it was still such still an effective works. scene yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: It, 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 the bear attack looked i mean it was obviously very uh herky-jerky fast cut stuff but yeah. i mean it it Looked good enough to me. Yeah, um, none of that made me mad. It, that was I that was like a horrifying scene. It was masterfully scene.
1: edited. I mean, this is going to sound like total hyperbole, but like I feel like I watched that scene twice. and I was like, I think that like you could analyze this like the same way you could the shower scene in Psycho. Hmm. I mean, it's you that's, know. I mean, that's
2: fair. I'm not. I, I don't yeah.
1: want to give this movie too much credit, but like, I think like they did a really good job with the limited resources they had in making me feel like I was yeah. crawling out of my
2: skin. I mean, that's actually skin. a really good comparison. I mean, I, I don't know if the director himself deserves the comparison to Hitchcock, but it's the same thing where we don't see a bear's. Fangs actually sinking into right. a dude's face, but you get the the impact, you feel it, regardless of if you've actually seen it, because it's mm-hmm. it's well planned and well edited and, and that's well hard shot. to do without
1: actually showing the the impact or the bite right. or the swipe or whatever it might be. Right.
3: Usually, something like that would have just it, it would have been gore porn where it's just yeah his teeth and flesh, and they would call that good enough, and mm-hmm. and, and it and, would
2: be way too much CG. Yeah, they yeah. avoided doing that with the
3: with the bear attack, and yeah. it was it was much better than I. Expected.
2: It's very old school.
0: Don't give this director any more money. Yeah, no, he'll yeah. ruin it. He'll yeah. spend he'll, it on <laughs>
3: something frivolous and end up totally <laughs> destroying the vision of. The I, movie I should that say, he don't had.
0: give him a bigger budget. Give him more money, but give him the same budget. Right. We right. don't want
2: him to become
3: Guillermo or <laughs> right.
2: Peter Jackson,
0: yeah. right?
2: So for the the final basically half hour of this movie, Jen is the protagonist, kind of unexpected, I guess. Um, and and this is the weird thing. So I guess I'll sort of tell the true story that this was based on now a couple was attacked by a, a bear in a canadian park and it was actually the guy who fought off the bear with a fucking swiss army knife and his wife sustained fatal wounds she survived until he got her to i think it was a canoe and then she died in a canoe oh, on the way back to so safety close. yeah and the guy ended up getting like the canadian royal cross as some kind of medal for his bravery but they that's so far from what
1: happens in this movie that i'm like why not base it on a bear story that's closer to what happens in this movie there's so many of them Sure, like there's
3: definitely a a story in the history of bear attacks where something very similar to this has happened and the girl survives and not the guy right
2: i just (laughs) i just don't like the based on a true story title card it just feels like a really cheap selling point to me that i mean that's one thing that kind of bothers yeah it totally does yeah i guess it's a hook for people i guess people are more sold on something that's based on a true story i don't, give I don't a think a it's fuck. that they're
1: more sold on it but that it primes them to be more terrified because they're like well yeah. whatever i'm seeing about how ridiculous it looks apparently this really happened to someone yeah i saw that I title
3: don't. card and i didn't think about it again yeah until I, tonight i didn't even realize it was there <laughs> until you guys said it i i that's how much it meant to me when it happened the first time i watched this movie I had no idea. That
2: annoys me almost any time I see it in a movie. Yeah, like and it, I always question its veracity any time I see it in a movie. No,
0: if it's a movie that's actually trying to tell a true story, like Goodfellas, or you know, you need a narrator spotlight, <laughs> then yeah, great. But sure. no, don't just tag based on a true story onto some bullshit horror movie. Well, and what plot. is? I
1: mean, we can get into the semantics of like what does true story even mean? It's kind of an oxymoron. I'd say like based on actual events. Like I trust that when i see it a little more like oh i might want to do some research afterward and see like right maybe some of this is legit right <laughs> or in-
3: inspired by a true story like what <laughs> <That's-> is it <laughs> that, I that's mean, every movie actually i do I'm, and i'm I've, I've got it on my i'm watching it kind of on my phone as we go here but i do remember her running from the bear and me going fucking bears run 35 miles an hour yeah, you can't run from a bear yeah no don't even bother it's gonna get you
2: no another big mistake she makes that i learned when i was looking up what to do if you run into a bear is she sleeps in a tree at one point yeah. and you shouldn't do that because black bears are great climbers
0: another jurassic park callback
2: <laughs> you, you think that's what he was
0: thinking this when movie he did is that? just
2: one long jurassic park reference well Who knew?
0: it really you know it really started to feel like jurassic park for me and i did find it kind of jarring you know that- it
3: would be more jurassic parky if he tortured a prepubescent boy throughout the movie oh damn hey listen no one's asking about what you do in your free time <laughs> <laughs> poor little Tim in that movie though everything bad that happens happens to Tim yeah true that's not that's not this movie though yeah
0: we, we maybe someday Jurassic Park will be on Netflix in the horror section <laughs> and I mean it could be
3: but uh, I mean, this made be. it into the horror section true true <laughs>
0: But I was a little disappointed because I was really invested in the, like, lost in the woods, fuck me, I'm lost in the woods plot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so when it became like a, oh, we're running from a killer bear plot, I was like, I don't need that level of horror because being lost in the woods is actually fucking terrifying and it's good enough for by itself. And it kind of just seemed a little over the top to be like, oh, now there's a a comically monstrous bear that's just out for blood.
2: (laughs) I guess that's true. I didn't really think about that. Even once I looked up the realities of bear attacks, that this thing probably wouldn't be stalking her. Like once it killed her husband, it probably would not Oh, yeah. Once interfere her husband, in her life it have just been like, Meh, I'm done. Yeah, I'm full. Yeah.
1: And, and that, that was the exact point in the movie where I mentioned before off cast that I started kind of fast forwarding like looking for, you know, like, okay, where should I pick up? When does something happen? Because I'm like, all right, at this point, it's ridiculous that the bear's chasing her. She's probably going to survive. I doubt they're both going to die. Like, it, I, I didn't feel like anything after he got attacked and it was killed Like, was really all that
2: like, it's so thrilling or well shot. Her performance is amazing. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the performances in the movie in general, but her performance is really intense for everything that happens after he dies. I was really...
3: like that, So going into this movie, not to step on what you were saying, but going into this movie think thinking it was gonna be a horror movie, it just felt like a whole lot of nothing. And then the bear attack happened and it was even more nothing. And I think I was just angry about that because I was expecting something more than nature getting people. Right. <laughs> like I mean if you're gonna have nature attack people, give give the bear three heads or put them in a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> or an avalanche. Or an avalanche. <laughs> bear NATO. But I mean it was just a bear attack in the woods. Yeah. And like all of this tension, this this however long the movie was built up to the last half hour of her running away from a bear that ate just ate her husband or fiance. fiance. And no, just, but
2: she's fighting to undo his mistakes. It's a very personal challenge that uh, she's going she through at the end his of this mistakes movie.
3: Unless she goes back and manages to put him back together. He got eaten by a bear. His mistakes cost him his life. She's fighting almost... She's,
2: okay, so, all right, let me rephrase. If they got married after she's this situation, fighting, I would
3: be even more angry. She's
2: fighting to personally escape from his mistakes, to make it out alive from his mistakes.
3: I do like that she uses the flare though. She does. But, yeah, not nice to torch, any, yeah. but not to any real effect.
2: Yeah. No, I guess you're right. Oh, yeah, you cool lost shot. in the woods. What would that you was do, just, walk
3: in the dark or use the flare? That
2: was just for a cool visual. She just waves it around for a minute. Did she like have Jurassic a flashlight
3: Park. that she was like,
1: I mean, flashlight, but I got this flare. And <laughs> yeah. This is probably <laughs> my There's last vision is life. based
3: on uh, Visual acuity is based on movement. So you throw the flare, it'll go after the flare. <laughs> she should have done that.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I was I was really transfixed by her, just her personal journey, I guess, for... It 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 was her journey, Steve. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Thanks, Don. I I didn't feel like she really had a personal journey. I would have liked some sort of arc. For one thing, we don't really get a whole lot of evidence that they have a great relationship. Maybe actually maybe her freeing herself, herself. You know, she's been a little bit condescended to the entire movie. Maybe like yeah, her using the flair and all this shit that she brought that the guy said she would never need, her using that stuff, maybe that would have been fun from a dramatic perspective of like, okay. She, she's you know now she's on her own and actually all this shit she brought and had mansplained to her is actually useful but then you know no she just puts on the wedding ring and she's like oh i still love that man who that
2: was that was dumb when she ran back for the wedding ring as the bear was eating him i was like oh my god i hope that this ring makes her invisible ring. or engagement <laughs> ring i mean yeah.
0: <laughs> it wouldn't be that much more jarring than when the bear coming into the tent I was um, like, well, then she's
1: going to have Sauron to contend with, but so she could deal with him.
3: Once again, for our bear professionals, did anything previous to the beating <laughs> us over the head with a bear print, was there anything prior to this that would have made us believe that a bear was stalking these people in the woods ahead of this? Well, the bear eating the food. Well, ahead of that. I'm talking about like the, the you see the paw print well, and they see a, are there moments where... They see an eaten out deer at some point.
2: Oh yeah. yeah but that could have Even been howled. anything.
3: A dead a dead deer in the woods that could have been a deer bacteria, had a good time, I mean, oh, I'm
2: sure. That could have been coyotes, deer got it could have been off. fox,
3: I mean anything scavenging. But like, I want he to know if there's going
2: to be bears Musk in the woods. just suffusing oh, stop the area. It. Stop it. <laughs> there are
3: any number of things in the woods that are ready to kill and eat us. I, I the bear is not the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah well wait what else is going to eat oh (laughs) i was gonna say what do you have in mind (laughs) coyotes um various pack animals and if you fall and hurt yourself a scavenger would come after you i mean a bear is not the only worry in the woods apparently getting lost because your fiance sucks that's a big worry
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i just i was really rooting for her especially after she had been mansplained too throughout the movie like You go, girl, you know, fucking get the canoe. I mean, her foot gets fucked up. She's, you know, trying to drag a canoe back into the water while her foot is fucked up and trying to navigate and paddling while she's weak as hell and injured. I was into it. Yeah, do we want to get to what happens at the very
1: end? Yeah. How she winds
2: up, because... You know, Because that was the most horrifying moment in the movie to me. I was like, oh, did she go out of the frying pan into the fire on this one?
3: <laughs> we'll never it's know. It's not like he was standing over rubbing <laughs> oh, his hands. My. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. <laughs> we're not going
1: to know until the <laughs> sequel Front Country comes out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she canoes back to the trailhead. No well, hold happen. on.
0: But before before <laughs> we get to that, like, what frustrated me is that, so we're on this thing where they're lost in the woods, and like I said, I was very invested in that. And when you're lost in the woods, I'm like, how are they going to get out of the woods? There's really not an explanation. She doesn't really do anything to overcome that. Basically, by blind chance, she finds the canoe. She's like, oh, here we are. I'm back where I started. And that felt like really like a cop out to me. I felt the same way
3: I don't like when dumb luck gets people out of sticky situations in a movie to begin with so this was just more of that
0: maybe I'll extend it a little bit of benefit of the doubt what I no because they didn't fucking show this but she does encounter a stream that she tries to drink from and stuff like that now when you're lost in the woods and you find a stream what do you do? Follow the stream. You follow the stream because the stream at some point is going to lead to a river, a- which is going to lead to a lake or somewhere where there's people. Some larger body of water yeah. and
3: almost certainly human beings.
0: Right. Right. So I would have liked to see her follow the stream because she does actually go down a fucking waterfall at some point and kind but of she, find her way back to the lake in a more intelligent fashion. Than just but she doesn't know sp- anything
1: about being in the wilderness. And she knows sp- how to like, like splint
0: her own ankle. The way that's true. Oh.
1: What do we know anything about her background? Like, what is her profession? She's a lawyer. She's, She's a, a lawyer? lawyer. How does she know how to do that?
0: Because she has expert testimony from people who do sports <laughs> Or she was a Boy Scout. <laughs> a Boy Scout.
1: Not, She's a, good not about a Girl Boy Scout. Scout. I
3: guess yeah, girl, yeah, you can be in you know a progressive alternative yeah. universe where women can be Boy Scouts. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just a movie that got her into a horrible situation and she got out of it by blind luck. So fuck that. She makes it to the canoe
2: and then what happens? She gets back to the trailhead and the Irishman is there leading a tour tour group and she's like crawling, crawling across the... Oh, of course. But and, yeah, it basically ends with the Irishman slowly making his way towards her and reaching his hand out. And I was like, oh, fuck. Did she really make it... Out of the woods, away from the bear, only to fall back into the clutches of the fucking Irishman. Oh, I read
0: it as guess what? The Irishman's totally legit this whole time. Oh, I mean, he I is. That
1: is how you're is supposed, how you're to, supposed read it, to read, but read it. But I'm still like, I have no reason I should trust him yeah.
3: at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, she didn't mistrust him. No. only her boyfriend did at the time. She Actually, did not get the same vibes from him that her boyfriend. Maybe the did. boyfriend was right. You should have
0: listened to him. I trust him because he's there leading an official tour group or whatever. Like He's there with like 10 people who signed up for his fucking Suckers. All suckers. You trust
2: the guy who picked panties up off the ground and handed them back to their owner and then... Latched his finger around them in a fucking creepy way, so she couldn't take him back. Well, yeah. You trust that? He's guy. like a
0: little bit of a douchebag, but he's a like, little
3: bit. I
0: think he's we, what gonna take. What is it with it the
2: well, you guys are Why are, are guys willing like, to call Irishman Alex apologists? a douchebag, but you're in, yeah, you're Irishman apologists. What the no, fuck? No, like, no, this no, guy is like, a fucking yeah, asshole. Fuck that
0: guy, but obviously he's gonna help her and she's gonna survive. Right? He's and, surrounded and by obviously people. Obviously, when he was talking about leading tour groups and stuff, and you didn't really believe him, you were just paranoid. And so I like that. I was like, you know, because we've been afraid of the Irishman for most of the movie until the bear showed up. Like, he was the main antagonist, basically. The suggestion that maybe he's out there following you, stepping on branches outside your tent, listening to you, watching you from the dark. All great stuff. Turns out you were just a paranoid fuck. He was probably at home signing up people for his fucking excursion. So what
3: if, though, uh, what if she encountered him in the woods without a tour group with him? Then how would he have
2: treated her? Uh, yeah, That good would question. have been...
0: Maybe that would have been a
2: creepy ending. Yeah, that she would have been much darker. And then
0: he was there, mm-hmm. and you didn't know if he was with a group or not. I don't know.
2: No, I mean it's definitely supposed. To, the implication is certainly that she is going to be okay. Yeah, and that she's yeah, safe. Absolutely. But it's still weird that the kind of the climactic, cathartic moment where you're supposed to go, "Oh, our heroine is okay," is when she's crawling into the clutches of the, kind of sort of sexual predator who showed up earlier in the movie. Oh, I
0: loved it. I, mean, really? I would say I loved it. I liked it though because I, I was like, yeah, no, I, I thought he it was absolving that character. And I was like, well, that's interesting because yeah, we kind of took for granted he was up to no good. Here he is. There's ten other campers there. Obviously, he was more legit than I gave him credit for.
2: But he was such an asshole that I didn't really like him being absolved. I know, but there's a way difference. too much into this ending. <laughs> so well, I don't think there was that much thought. Put well, hold into on. It.
0: Well, there's a difference between saying. All right cuz yeah all right he did the thing with the panties he was a jerk in some other aspects he's not a great guy but we had projected onto him that he was a fucking serial killer out in the woods turns out yeah he's not a great guy but no he's not a serial killer
2: so you know actually who he reminds me a lot of is Duffy in Avalanche <laughs> oh god <laughs> god
3: damn it all right well that's that <laughs>
1: What are we watching in two weeks,
3: Chris? (laughs) What are we watching the next time you guys do a thing? The Next thing, time Greg, um, what, are,
2: what are we watching when Greg joins us again in two yeah, weeks? We'll Greg, you're be coming here back in two weeks. Again. Yeah, Greg. yeah.
3: And I think we're watching the ritual. We are watching the ritual
0: because we, we were supposed to be watching Baskin, but we got audience feedback. We got listener feedback. So especially for Carrie in Texas, we're watching the ritual. She sent us a message. She said, You gotta watch the ritual. Steve already watched it. Well, I was gonna say I want to shout out my
1: friend Josh, uh, who also has recommended this movie to me and is a fan of the show, has listened to almost every episode he might be one behind and josh love you you're a great guy um
2: i'm excited to see the ritual i no one has recommended the ritual to me and i also have no friends so
0: (laughs) well it's getting some traction out there What about us so
2: (laughs) oh except you guys i love you i love you guys
0: it's a netflix original as if there aren't enough of those but if people are interested in it i'm interested in it Carrie was interested in it, so we're going to watch it next time. Tell you everything we think in two weeks. Come back then. Until then, for every horror movie on Netflix, I'm Chris. I'm Patrick. I'm Gregory. I'm Steven. Catch you next time.